Next caller, please. This is coming from Ernie. Hey, Freddie. It's Ernie from the uh, From Under the Apron podcast. Been a big fan since the 90s. Your side quest about SmackDown is still rooting for you to hopefully do the Fed you've been wanting to do. I have a few questions here. Hopefully you use whichever one you like to most answer. How's the Fed coming along? Is it still happening? Will Jeff die? Jump in the ring as well and do some hurricanes. <laughs> uh, if Cross was your plan A, Killer Cross, did you have a plan B? Any hint on who that plan B would have been, or will you just flat out tell us? All right, cool. Thank you for answering my questions. I'll be listening and have an awesome rest of the year with your family. You too, Jeff. And I'd be remiss. If I didn't say goodbye without a pun on one of your movies and such, I'm such a freaking awesome, great fan of yours. <laughs> so hopefully if you do the Fed, it's not just a summer catch and we can all be down to you. Oh my goodness, Ernie. <laughs> Ernie. I love I'm it. not going to, I'm not going to name it after any movies I've done. Uh, thank you so much for the call, Ernie. I'm happy to share a little bit of stuff. I don't like talking too much about it because i feel like when an artist releases any energy on something they're working on before it's done it releases some of the the power and and the momentum behind it um that said i am actively working on it i'm down the road pretty far with a couple different people and uh am working hard i have to make sure they can afford it um i'm budgeting my shows as we speak, uh, that's as much information as I'm willing to give out. And as far as like, yeah, the plan a was, was cross and Scarlet. And, um, I don't want to get too much into the story and stuff like that. Although cross knows the story and I told him he happy to, I'm happy to have him use it down the road if he wants to use it. But when he was, uh, rehired by Hunter, uh, my plan B right away was Wyndham who was also a part of my plan a story as well. It was going to be Wyndham versus cross, uh, for the title. So I, I switched Wyndham to the protagonist instead of the antagonist in this story or the baby face instead of the heel. And I, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell you. Uh, so I wanted him and Taylor and I just said, I'm going to tell you everything, but now I kind of don't want to. Well, maybe the WWE will hear it and they'll do this instead of the stupid Uncle Howdy shit they're doing now. Um, basically, I had Wyndham and Taylor were always together. For those of you who don't know, Taylor is Wyndham's younger brother. Uh, he plays a character named Bo Dallas on WWE. And basically, how do I explain this in a quick manner? I, I can't really give you everything, dude, but basically, Taylor was the id of Wyndham, right? Like he was the ego of, of Wyndham. He wasn't even real. No one in the show would ever talk to him, acknowledge him or look at him, but Wyndham would have full on conversations with him. I thought it was an interesting way to put a wrinkle in, in their relationship that most certainly wouldn't be told anywhere else. I thought it was an opportunity for Taylor to show what he can do as far as his acting and remember i want i want a sag show a screen actors guild show a union show so in order to do that there had to be a scripted part that felt like a television series um 
so that was going to be sort of Taylor's role in this was this sort of angel and devil on Wyndham's shoulder that we could see. He would often be shot in like the reflection of the mirror in Wyndham's dressing room, things like that. But anytime the promoter came to talk to him, they would never even acknowledge him because he legit wasn't there. Um, so yeah, that's given you a ton of information, but since I'm not doing it, I don't, I don't mind sharing it with you. And I've already rewritten, by the way, I'm on like a plan D right now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but yeah, I'm on a, a plan D. So, so many wrestlers are hired and fired that, uh, I'm constantly seeing opportunities to write interesting stories for wrestlers as other opportunities go away. Right. Cause there's so many people that are undervalued or, or I feel used in the wrong way or uh or any of that but anytime i mention someone they get signed so i'm done uh i'm done mentioning people <laughs> so yeah man i appreciate uh i appreciate the questions ernie i i couldn't understand the name of your podcast so i can't shout it out but if anyone out there heard it i hope you have a good one and and i hope people go listen to it but uh but yeah there's a ton of information for uh for all you people and it's something that i'm that i'm working on very very actively very very actively there's a reason that I've been uh, going back to movies and that's if I can't get the right producer and the right studio behind it, then I'm just going to self finance. So, uh, so yeah, so there you go, dude. Also, I'm not sure if it might've been, I don't think it was Freddie and I don't think it was Alex, AKA big Al. Now uh, I think I heard Ernie opening and closing like a Mountain Dew bottle or something while he was ads, asking, answering his, asking his question. I was like, I like this guy. He likes wrestling. He likes Freddie Prince. And I can, he oh, maybe it was, was it you maybe? Well, I'm just going to do one for him as like a yeah. shout out. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I was like, I like, I, I, I feel like I know who this guy is. I like him. <laughs> podcast geeks to another great episode the show where i hide from my real life responsibilities and try my best to bring you a podcast while recording from under the apron i'm ernie hello how are you i'm riding the star solo again my co-host chewy had to go back to the law and order set to get his degree to continue to be the my wife's man, my law guy. I was kind of serious last week about wondering if I was the only podcast with a lawyer as a co-host. Kind of not serious, as I'm sure there are probably lawyers doing podcasts about SVU, Law and Order, all these other law shows, you know, all that stuff. But I digress. 
All right, so the opening of the show was a clip from the Pretty Prince Jr. podcast, Wrestling with Freddy. He had asked for questions, and I sent him one. That was the question that I sent. I, yeah, I went with that. I said, screw it. Might as well press send. I don't even mind that he couldn't hear my podcast. I was like, it's fine. If you couldn't hear it, it's all good. You, I got shouted out by one of my favorite actors, dude. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> uh, to circle back on my question and his answer, I guess, I don't think it's a bad angle at all. Um, if anything, it reminds me of the Angelina Love and Winter storyline from back in the TNA days. Um, I it, Did Winter ever end up wrestling? Because I remember her getting into in, um, Angelina Love's ear all the time. And, like, she would look at herself in the mirror, and the reflection of that mirror was winter, but we never see her physical form. I would always say, it's like, I don't see her physical form. Like, what's up with that? And then, as time progresses, you know, as time went on, you saw her physical form. You saw her standing next to her, but you didn't see anybody interact with her. Um... I remember that uh, this was a time when they had broken off the whole Beautiful People uh, stable storyline. And Angelina was going by herself. And that's when they introduced Winter into it. And, like, I don't remember anybody acknowledging Winter, though. But it it must have been me. I don't know. It was a long time ago. It's been kind of crazy storylines ever since then. But, you know, TNA writing, TNA writing, man. But I don't think WWE would do this storyline now that Captain Howdy has been introduced into the mix. And especially now that everyone believes it to be Bo Dallas under that mask. Is it a mask or is it a make? It's a mask, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It, they they wouldn't do it. Um, if you could, Dude, um, Freddy... If you're listening, I don't even know if you're listening, uh, or Jeff Die, whoever, uh, if go ahead and do that storyline regardless, you know, it's all good. I don't think anybody's gonna copy that. Um, and shout out to Jeff Die. Uh, here, hold on. Here, let me open up this bottle of Mountain Dew, just for both of them. Ah. Oh. Oh, yeah. You're both awesome. And thank you once again for answering my question. I'm still friggin' elated. Just the fact that I was on a Freddie Prince Jr. podcast had made my week. <laughs> uh, I Happy New Year, you know? It's like, I have a few voice messages that I want to share. Um... One of them is from my boy Hot Rod, Roderick, who I've known since high school, sent in a voice message, and here it is. Yo, man, under the goddamn apron, are we really having a one-year anniversary? Is this happening? A lot of folks can't stick to these podcasts for more than a few months, and then they just tap out. But y'all... Y'all just gonna go straight to the injuries. There ain't no giving up. Y'all just y'all gonna hold the title. I like it. 
Much loves your boy Rod, aka Shinrod. And uh, maybe I'll be right there on the headsets with you. All right, wishing you best. And you know, look at some more anniversaries popping. Yeah. The next one is from a friend of the show. You know her, you heard of her, you heard her on the podcast, episode 57. Here she is, Sarah. Congratulations to you and Michael on your one-year anniversary. It's been a joy to listen to the podcast and learn more about your love for wrestling. And also, it was an honor to be on your show. I wish you guys nothing but the best. And the final voice message comes from Christine's TikTok. Um, you heard her on the podcast as well. Uh, she was on episode 51. Um, great person. Awesome people. Here's Christine's uh, audio. Happy Podversary from Under the Apron. This is Christine's TikTok. Thank you again for having me part of your show last year. You guys are amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. More great things to come for all of you in 2023. It gets better, guys. That was awesome. Thanks, everyone that has sent us a message. You guys are freaking awesome. You guys are amazing. Um, I can't wait to have you guys on the show again for the year, for the schedule for 2023. I'm going to have to set something up for all three of you to get back on the show again. Um, I'm pretty sure Christine's going to want to do the, um, uh, the Von Eric movie. (laughs) I know she's getting, she's ready. She's hyped for that one. So yeah, we're going to, we're, we're, we're going to get there, man. We're going to get there guys. So, but it got better. I said a week ago I would list off the many countries that are listening to us, and 26% of that audience is from the Fountain app that I just joined to distribute the show. So if you're not on the Fountain app, go download it on your phone, Fountain app. I'll even leave a link in the show notes. Uh, If you're a podcaster, download the Fountain app. Uh, You're going to get a lot of freaking hits immediately it is an uh it's just an awesome place so but i'm gonna say thank you a big 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 thank you to the following countries and <laughs> no i'm not gonna do a an Alanis morissette thing but it it uh i know a friend of mine has said that when i said thank you to a bunch of people I sounded like I was going to go into a Latin Morissette mode and start saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, and start singing, you know, that thank you song, but no. Um, obviously, the first country, the United States, most of my audience is from here. I'm from here. <laughs> uh, the next one is the Netherlands. Awesome. Romania, Canada, the UK, shout out to the UK, Portugal, Brazil, Italy, Australia, Israel, Bulgaria, Japan, France, Thailand, the Czech Republic, Nigeria, Iceland, Croatia. My neighbors are Croatian, so I'm hoping it's them that's listening to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
hey, but if anybody in Croatia, just, you know, let me know if you know my name. Whatever. I'm kidding. Uh, next up is the Philippines. Taiwan, Denmark. Uh, you got Vietnam, Austria, Iraq, Ukraine, Indonesia, Latvia, Slovakia, Finland, Germany, and Malaysia. But that's not all. And for all my Spanish freaking speaking friends, todos mis Latinos, Americanos que están allá en Latinoamérica, gracias por escucharme. Uh, gracias por el apoyo. <laughs> I'm going to go into Selena mode again. I feel excited. <laughs> these are these countries. Uh, Spain. Argentina, Colombia, Peru, Uruguay, Nicaragua, of course Nicaragua, uh, Puerto Rico, of course Puerto Rico, Mexico, Mexico, you know, of course. Uh, gracias por escucharme, gracias por el apoyo, gracias por todo lo que están haciendo de, de sus países. Uh, tell your friends, <laughs> tell your friends, díganles a tus amigos que escuchen. Mi podcast, porque va a ser de lucha libre um, en unos cuantas semanas. Voy a hacer un, un episodio de lucha libre. <laughs> and for all my English speaking friends, I'm going to do an episode of lucha libre. So, you know, if you know any. And I'm going to. You know what? This is my goal. Okay. I'm going to put it out there right now. Um, I'm at 3,000. Listeners, let me, I'm doing this now. I'm, I don't care. I'm not editing this part. <laughs> I'm looking it up. I'm at 3,340 listeners. By the time, uh, I'm going to say in a few months, I'm going to be at 4,000. If I get to 4,000 by April, y'all know what April is. You know, if I get to 4,000 by April. Uh, you know what? Here's a better plan right there. If you get me to 5,000 downloads by April, I will put out a Spanish-speaking episode on Lucha Libre. <clears throat> I, uh, if I get to it. I'm going to get to it, but, you know, if I get to it by April. Um... If not, I don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, let's just continue this this um, excitement that I have going on. Sorry, it's the Mountain Dew. So, yeah. <laughs> so, those countries, thank you for listening and supporting the show. I feel like I have to step it up for the second year. So, me doing that episode in Spanish and... Knowing that these countries are also listening is what's going to drive me to make more episodes and about movies, TV shows, crime. Oh, freaking! We're gonna, we're gonna. I'm even gonna uh, review the WWE 2K23 video game when it comes out, or you know, whoever was playing Battlegrounds, come at me. Get on there. We'll freaking review Battlegrounds, the game, the video game. Whoever has AEW game that's coming out pretty soon, hopefully it does pretty soon, 
get on my DMs. I want to hear from you. I want to to hear what you think of the game and tell me if it's worth buying. Let me know. <laughs> if you're listening, of course, you know, all that stuff. All right. Um, I got, let me get that out of the way real quick. Uh, uh, let's get back to part two of this cult classic movie that we all watch. So to recap from episode, the past episode, uh, No Hold Barred, the movie me and Michael were talking about, Brell from the television network, TTN for short, whatever, watched wrestling for the very first time, saw that the wrestler Rip Thomas was drawing all the ratings on another station. Brell wanted some of this, so he invites him over to his office to make him an offer he will never forget. Rip says no. Brell calls him a jock ass. Rip shoves a blank check down Brell's throat. It forces Kurt Fuller to fully deny ever being ever being associated with the movie. Rip forces a man to soil himself and give us the most quotable quote ever in a movie. Say it with me. One, two, three. Tuki. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. All right, back to the movie. Brell, still wanting to get what he wants, jumpstarts the idea of the UFC, invites everyone in the regional area to come out to a bar and survive a night of fighting. An ex-convict by the name of Zeus, not Debo, shows up and destroys everyone. Brell invites Zeus, definitely not Debo, to be his main guy on his network. Zeus, no, not Debo, only wants to destroy people and show off his unibrow and the side of hair that's on his head, which has a Z, I don't know. Uh, so he almost kills a guy named Lug Ranch. Braille's happy that his network is now number one in the ratings due to Zeus. Not Debo at all. So there's that. We're up to date. We're up to the part where we need to go next. So let's get to this episode after this break. What's new, listeners? I'm Audra Howell, the host of Two Cents Critic. Here on the program, we give reviews and recaps for books, movies, and TV shows, with a whole bunch of special guests who join in on the banter and breakdowns. Maybe you want to hear about a contemporary romance novel, like The Kiss Quotient by Helen Huang. Or maybe you want to hear about an MCU show, like She-Hulk. Or how about the best movie of 2022? Or at least, that's my opinion. Everything, everywhere, on at once. You can hear all of these discussions and more on Two Cents Critic. Movies and feelings. Pop Pop. Bring Your Own Popcorn is a podcast that dives into people and the movies who love them. Let us preach to your choir or stoke your ire as we spiral down memory lane with cult classics, Jurassics, and other genres that rhyme with traffic. What we lack in education, we make up for with comedy, compassion, and camaraderie. I'm your host, Mixtape Majesty, inviting you to join me and an assortment of wonderful guests on fine podcast apps everywhere. Bring Bring your own popcorn!
The next scene, we see Samantha talking on the phone. On the phone, it's a car phone apparently. Like this is 1989. We have no cell phone. It's just like she was talking to someone on a portable phone, and I'm like, that's very suspicious because you know, only suspicious people have portable phones. <laughs> Uh, and how do you have, how rich are you to have a portable phone in the car? Anyway, she quickly hangs up the phone as she notices Rip getting closer to the car. Rip introduces Samantha to his brother, Randy, a.k.a. not yet the devil from Supernatural, but he's getting there. Um, if you guys know, it is Mark Pellegrino from the hit show Supernatural, also from other shows such as Lost. And other shows. <laughs> just, I just remember him from Lost. And Supernatural. And there's a bunch of other shows too. Where he just showed up at the first episode. Of a pilot. And then. Never to be seen again. Uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah awesome times man. Uh, Samantha and Rip go on a trip. Rip tells her that he gets to choose the restaurant this time. They end up at this mom-and-pop homestyle restaurant, which coincidentally gets robbed when Rip is there. The most stupidest, cheesiest scene that I've ever watched. Uh, keep in mind, this is my second viewing, but, you know, the, like my first and second viewing what happened when I, the first time, I'm just like, wow. The second time, I'm just like, oh, yeah, this part. <laughs> um... Rip gets up and throws one of the chairs at one of the robbers. Well, both of these robbers have guns. <laughs> okay? Both of these robbers have guns. None of them shoot at him. They just get pied in the face. <laughs> Should I even say the word pie? Like, at this... Ugh, goodness gracious. Alright, they get pied in the face. <laughs> They, uh, he starts, really, come on. Uh, he also hits a clothesline, and not one of them decides to shoot. That's what's getting to me the entire time. Just like, how do you have two guns, you go into this restaurant, you try to freaking rob it, and then you get hit in the face with pies, and then a clothesline. <laughs> and, oh my goodness. Yeah, this movie gave me a headache from the start. Uh, so Rip, clotheslines, blah, you know, does all that stuff. Does the thumbs up sign, make sure everyone is safe. Everyone claps for Rip. <laughs> Nobody calling 911. It's like, oh, thank you, Rip. You did us such a huge favor. Yeah. Uh, Samantha is now smitten. Uh, everybody is just in awe that a freaking big jock ass saved the restaurant. Okay. Uh, the next scene, they arrive at the hotel. They realize it's only one bed, and I guess the logical thing for them to do is for Rip to sleep on the couch. And that wasn't happening. That wasn't going to work for him. Instead, as Samantha's changing into her what looks like short shorts and a nightie. Really? Is this appropriate? Okay. Rip has already divided the room, even the bed, to where she sleeps on her side and he sleeps on his side. 
<laughs> Couldn't take the couch. Um, no boundaries were established here. Uh, she's in her nighty. She's in her little um, top and barely any bottoms. He's in his thong, man thong. Um, cool. Uh, she went to sleep with this man, and then later at night, she wakes up to the bed shaking. Um, I don't know about you, if, you know, if the bed is a rockin', don't go a knockin'. She, this creep over here, <laughs> yeah, he, he was making some type of noise. For all we know, he could have been, um... Uh, what's it called? That type of moment. <laughs> Master, if you're domaining himself. You know, playing with his whole ripomania. But, you know, she peeks behind the curtain and Rip is doing some weird-ass push-ups in his thong. Um, okay. She backs up, falls asleep, and then we see, like... Doesn't even tell tell you the time difference. It just goes to possibly an hour later. He's still doing push-ups. Like, all right, dude, that's a weird way to do push-ups. Um, he gets up and is like, all right, I'm going to bed. I was like, take a shower first. No, okay. Um, he lays down on the bed, but he just jumps on it and breaks the bed. She rolls over, lands on top of him. And he's all like, oh, you know, hoo, 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 look at you. And she's all like, <laughs> she tells him that she isn't one of his ditzy groupies. Um, They're called rats, ma'am. If you're going to insult the man, at least insult him with words that are actually part of the industry. Rats are for wrestlers. Groupies are for bands. How do I know this? Because... I think it was Raven. Was it Raven? In that shoot interview from a while back, he was saying that he had him and Perry Saturn had rats. Was it Perry Saturn? I think it was RVD. One of those. They call them rats, and I'm just like, oh wow, they have their own lingo and shit. Okay, so you know, they're not groupies. They're rats. Uh, the next scene was a surprise, I guess. <laughs> Um, like it shocked the hell out of me the first time. Samantha was working for Brell this whole time. The whole time. <laughs> she was long conning Rip into believing she was a face when in reality she was a heel working for the biggest heel of the movie. But since Rip didn't put the moves on her, yeah, Mountain Dew. But since Rip didn't put the moves on her, she decided to do the good thing and turn face and effect from the WTN World Order on to Rip-A-Mania. Is it? I thought it was TTN. It is TTN. Eh, the television network. I don't know what the hell WTN is. Alright, um, next scene. Samantha tells Brill he's a nice guy. Brell answers back with, I eat nice guys for breakfast. Uh, you know what that reminded me of? <laughs> is it Happy Gilmore? Or is it Happy Gilmore? The, or 
Madison. One of those. It's an Adam Sandler movie where the antagonist tells Adam Sandler, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. And Adam Sandler's like, you eat pieces of shit? <laughs> it's like, you eat nice, guys. All right, go. Empowering. Uh, she tells Brell, not with her help, and he answers back with a slap. It slapped so hard, it probably impressed Stephanie McMahon. Um, damn, this dude's a douchebag from the start. Uh, he tells uh, one of his co-workers to take a leak. He slaps a woman in the face. Doesn't give a fuck. Uh, the next scene, Samantha goes to Rip and tells him everything that happened. How she was used, how she was hired to seduce him, but the plan backfired and Rip is not actually a jockass after all. No, he never was. It's just bro being a fucking asshole. Uh, we finally see a side of Hogan that we, that I've actually never seen before. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, never seen him broody. Um, so. I guess he plays around with her and, you know, tickle and all that shit. Uh, they land on the couch. They start making out. The TV's on for some particular coincidental reason. Uh, and you hear the news anchor talking and then Zeus, the voice. And he's on the news network and calls out Rip and tells him he is waiting for him. Battle of the Tough Guys. <laughs> okay. The next scene, Rip is at a charity event when Brel and Zeus, not Devo, arrive in the helicopter, demanding that Rip prove his honor by fighting Zeus on Battle of the Tough Guys. Yeah. The Rip, wanting to set a good example and knowing children are around, declines the Battle of the Tough Guys. The kids are disappointed. The adults are booing. They wanted blood. They wanted Rip to beat up Zeus on Battle of the Tough Guys. And Randy's in clown makeup for some unknown ass reason. I don't know why. He just is. Um. Don't worry, Randy. You just make a deal with the devil and you'll be fine. Uh, Rip's trainer becomes the voice of reason, telling Rip that he can't stoop to his level. Those kids count on him to do the right thing, and he did. He tells them that he was very proud of him for what he did. Huh. Uh, you know, I'm getting it. I'm getting there. Uh, something that Mike said last week that maybe this was the Wish version of Duke from Rocky. Creed's uh, trainer. Because, yeah, I don't. It, it's in my head now. Just like, okay, whatever. We'll, 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 let, we'll let it go. We'll let it slide. Next scene Samantha's walking by herself to her apartment when some Doug sent by Brell grabs her and tries to uh, sexually assault her. Coincidentally, Rip arrives in his motorcycle and takes him for a ride to meet a tree. Rip goes back to check on Samantha, who is shaking up. 
um, he, she is, he is, I guess she's saved by this part right here, but, like, why is this movie marketed at children, and then you have this scene there, like, was it really necessary? Could have gone without it, um, or, you know, try to steal something from her, beat her up, not sexually assault her. Okay, so meanwhile, while Rip is checking in on Samantha and tending to her needs, Rip's younger brother Randy and his friend Craig decide to check out Zeus for themselves, attending an illegal fight being held in a warehouse. They watch Zeus defeat the monstrous uh, Rebar Lawless. Craig identifies Randy as Rip's brother to Brell. And his associates. Randy attempts to defend himself, but Zeus brutally beats him, sending him to the hospital. Enraged, Rip accepts Zeus' challenge to avenge his brother. Uh, so it's happening. It's in the main event. Felt like a WrestleMania moment right here. On the night of the match, Brell has Samantha kidnapped. And orders Rip to go 10 minutes through the fight. Then lose the fight to save her life. Because her life depends on it. As the battle begins, Samantha escapes. But just as Brill's goons corner her, Charlie and Craig rescue her and defeat the bad guys. Back in the arena, Zeus has the upper hand as the start of the fight. Ruthlessly pummeling Rip. Even attempting to kill him by ripping off one of the steel posts and trying to impale him through the chest. Randy cheers to urges to urge his brother to fight back. Rip is re-energized by Randy's words and once he sees Samantha is safe, gains a second win and starts to turn the tides on Zeus. The fight destroys the ring. It feels like when Brock Lesnar uh, superplex Big Show and the whole ring collapse. Not really, but you know, it's like that if you haven't seen this movie. Uh, Rip and Zeus continue to battle up through the stands. Bro's watching from the control room. Uh, Rip finally puts an end to the match by knocking Zeus off a catwalk through the ring far below. So he didn't die? No? Alright. A frustrated bro begins destroying electrical equipment. Uh, I see what he did. He was trying to delete the evidence. Like, oh, you guys saw, you saw uh, Rip beat Zeus? No. Everything was destroyed. We don't have a tape. That, that never happened. The tape was destroyed. So, you know, Zeus won. Rip lost. Boo, yay. So that could have happened. So that's what he's trying to go for. But, you know, Rip angrily goes after Brel, intending to repay him for his misdeeds. Yeah, that shit with Samantha. He's getting it. He wants the smoke. He's getting the smoke. Brel retreats, but accidentally comes to contact with live wires. He has exposed in his tirade and is electrocuted. So he died? Ah, uh, with their enemies vanquished, 
Rip and Randy celebrate victory with friends. The buzz track for the movie No Hold Barred, written by Jim Johnson and performed by John Joyce, is played during the credits. You know that what every in the eighties every movie ended with the theme song, and that theme song had to do with the movie. the The song's title at the very end of the movie was the movie itself. Uh, look it up. <laughs> it's like, I'm sure all your favorite 80s movies at the time, they ended their movies, and the theme would be that. Anyway, this movie debuted at number two behind Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. Hell yeah. With 4957052 in ticket sales. Hogan wrote in his autobiography... The budget was about $8 million. Damn. Vince McMahon, who financed the movie, more or less broke even because of distribution fees. The final tally was $16,093,651 in ticket sales. Um, and always petty, during the October 13, 1997 episode of Monday Night Raw, Vince McMahon joked, Hogan promised me that if the movie lost money, he was going to return his salary. I guess the check is still in the mail. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was horrible. Uh, this was during the Monday Night Wars and was part of the number of digs at Hogan's dead new movie project, Assault on Devil's Island. Never heard of it. I guess I'm going to have to take a look at it and check that one out. It's in the 90s, so it could be pretty good. Uh, rock commentator Jim Ross also joked during the late 90s, No Holds Barred? More like no profit allowed. That was really, eh. That didn't go so well. I don't think it did. Um, to promote the movie, Tommy Tiny Lister was brought into Debo was brought into the WWF as Zeus. Zeus' storyline was that he was angry about losing the movie, which was scripted, and he claimed he could beat Hogan in the real world of professional wrestling. Um. Don't you know that movies are fake and wrestling is real? Like you could get hurt if you're not if you're not trained well. You know, like in movies you just sit there and act. In wrestling you just you know, you gotta take bumps and um take a leg drop or an axe bomber by Hogan, you know? So I don't know where Zeus was going with this. But he did well. He did pretty well because he was in other... He went to... He did He did a few things in wrestling. Um, I'm just saying. There's a long-standing rumor that had No Hold Barred been a box office success, the main event for WrestleMania six would have been Hulk Hogan versus Zeus with a World Heavyweight title. I'm so glad they scrapped it and it ended up being with... The Ultimate Warrior title versus title. Um, okay, I see. Um, Zeus, Debo, Lister was never fully trained as a wrestler, which became ridiculously obvious the moment he stepped into a WWF ring. Just how bad was Zeus in the ring? After his initial run in the WWF, he signed a contract with WCW. So, yeah. 
it was bad. <laughs> uh, thankfully, Zeus only wrestled three matches. The first, a tag match with Randy Savage versus Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake at SummerSlam. Then, an eight-man tag where he was eliminated by DQ. Finally, since Vince knew the movie was a bust, he came up with another idea to recoup his losses. Uh, no holds barred to match the movie, which is how the event was billed, was shown on pay-per-view on December 27, 1999. The program consisted of the film in its entirety, which was still in theaters, followed by a pre-recorded match at a wrestling challenge taping in Nashville, Tennessee, held earlier in the month. On the card earlier in the night, the American Dream Dusty Rhodes defeated the Big Boss Man. WWF Intercontinental Champion, The Ultimate Warrior, beat Dino Bravo. The Colossal Connection, Andre the Giant and Haku, beat the WWF Tag Team Champions. Demolition via Countout. And Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, beat Ronnie Garvin. The main event of the night, Hogan and Beefcake defeated Randy Savage and Zeus in a steel catch match. This pay-per-view is currently one of the few WWE events not yet available on the WWE Network or on Peacock. Okay. Uh, so yeah. there, There's your little trivia for the movie and all that stuff. Hi everyone, this is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening! So, I had a few questions of... You heard Michael say that he enjoyed the movie when he was a kid and all that stuff. But, you know, I was still going to ask these questions when he was... If, unfortunately, the whole thing that happened, <laughs> technical difficulties, all that stuff happened, and we couldn't get around to it. So I'm going to ask these questions here. Um, what did you think of the movie? Michael already answered that. He loved it. I thought it was cheesy. It really was. <laughs> um, as a kid, I would have enjoyed it. As an adult now, it's like, oh, it's nostalgia. Like, you have um, Hulk Hogan as Rip Thomas and Zeus. And you always, and I always wondered, like... um. You know, I always wondered about this movie and all this stuff. And the, you know, I guess the best part about it is Dookie. So it's like ugh, it happened, and I enjoyed it. it. It was it was a nostalgia type of thing. I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, not gonna watch it again though. <laughs> Already watched it twice. That's enough. Uh, did it for the podcast. I basically. How many VHS tapes out of 10 would you give it? I'm going to give it a 5. And here's why. <laughs> um, it's, at best, it's cheesy. It's fun for the kids. Like, the kids can have it. If I was a kid, I would have enjoyed it. 
that's fine. I would have asked for it, you know, I would have been like, yeah, let me, you know, rent it, mom. Rent the movie. I want to watch it. If I was, if at the time I was been able to watch it. But no, at the time I didn't, I wasn't able to watch it. So, we don't get to that. But, you know, it's Hulk Hogan, so whatever he did, I would eventually end up watching it anyways. Uh, now, just like, it was a cheesy-ass movie. I'd give it a 5. Then I would have given it like a 10, because I don't, freaking Hulk Hogan, man. <laughs> uh, then, uh, me then, back then, would have been a 10. Me now, it's a 5. Would you take this to school? As a kid, yeah. Like, to prove yourself to be the ultimate wrestling fan, send it to school, give it to people. It's like, here, watch this. No! And then at the very end, when they give it back to you, it's like, this is shit. Yeah. You, if I had to watch it, so do you, my guy. And you know who my guys are. So, yeah. Would you recommend it to a non-wrestling fan? I would recommend something else to a non-wrestling fan. But for nostalgia's sake, yeah, I would recommend it for just Hulk Hogan. Um, the Dookie part, the him doing weird ass push-ups, like what? Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like I would recommend it to a non-wrestling fan for nostalgia's purposes. For just, you know, it's not a, it's not going to be an Academy Award winner here. going to freaking tell them that right away. But, you know, it's a freaking fun movie. So watch it whenever you feel like it. If not, don't. And so, yeah, that, that's about it. Thank you for listening to the show and supporting us. You can find us on all other sort of social platforms at our Linktree, linktree.com forward slash from under the apron. It has the link to our socials, the network, our Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, plus our Fountain app. If I have not said anything else about the Fountain app, go ahead and go download the Fountain app. Uh, we are also on Good Pods, obviously Spotify, iTunes. We're all up on there. Uh, listen to us. Leave us a comment or a five-star review. It helps us be discovered by other fans of wrestling and podcasts. Check out the show notes for links to other podcast trailers that you heard on this episode. Click on the link to become a supporter of the show. Send us a message of your favorite wrestling stories, questions, comments, ratings, or requests by email. It is from under the apron at gmail.com. And I will do my best to get to them and answer accordingly. Thank you for listening and being a huge part of our community. Muchas gracias. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Join us next time for more stories, movie, and TV show reviews, as well as wrestling, when we come to you from Under the Apron. Dookie!